0: Welcome to episode 47 of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne and today we're speaking with Alexis Giostra of strangecharmed.com. I met, or I discovered Alexis... Uh, just a mere few months ago when I was looking for videos on Filofaxes on YouTube. From there, I decided to take a peek into her business and find out more about her because I was really intrigued about the way she used YouTube and Instagram to promote her business, to launch new products, and boy, we have a great conversation. But today is really about not sticking to one type of messaging platform to get your, to get your ideas out there and that you don't necessarily need to be sending a ton of launch emails during your launch. Here's why check in and I'll see you on the other side. Basically I love that I kind of just like ran into you I feel like on YouTube and that happened because of planners. It really did happen because of that initially. Then I started just noticing the various things you were doing. I'm like I think there's something going on here. I got to find out about Alexis. I got to see what she's all about because I think there's a lot to learn about how you you go about launching, you go about running your business, You go, it, there's a lot to learn from how you left your day job, all of that stuff. So that's why I wanted to have you on today. So thank you for coming on. I'm
1: so honored to be here, Anne.
0: <laughs> uh, full disclosure, we're actually looking at each other. I never usually do this for my podcast, by the way. There's one other person who I did this with, uh, Christopher Carter. So um, that's another fun interview. So why don't you go ahead just to kind of get catch everybody else up to speed and tell us about your business when you started it? Was it you know, just give us some kind of picture of how things kind of got going and where you are now.
1: Okay, so I think that in order to get an idea of how my business really began, we really have to pull back to (laughs) 2007 2008, when I graduated college, (laughs) because really, that's really where I feel like the story begins. So I graduated in December of 2008, early, from James Madison University with a Bachelor's of Arts. I double majored in art history and political science, and I graduated early at a school that has a rate of something like 84% of students take more than four years to graduate. So me graduating early with two majors was like the biggest accomplishment ever. People were like super impressed. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going on to big, amazing things. Because I was always an overachiever, and this is like something you have to kind of keep in mind. I've always been an overachiever, um, so I get that. Yes, you know that <laughs> for sure. Um, so I left once I graduated school. My plan was I was going to get a master's in art business from Sotheby's. Um, Sotheby's is one of the auction houses in New York, or it's really international, but that's you know where one of the big ones is. Um, and there was a program that was a master's of basically like managing art um, that came through them and that's what I wanted to do so I'd applied to the program got in got a scholarship but when I went to file for my loan in spring of 2008 if you can remember spring of 2008 that's when all of the financial crisis happened um, so there went my dream of going to get a master's so I was kind of forced to like immediately reevaluate what I was going to do so At the time, I wasn't working. So I started um, working at a temp job for a few months just to kind of like get my feet wet. But I was also like, you know what, I know what I want to do. I think I want to be a writer because I've always been like a writer at heart. So I started my first blog. Um, And through that, you know, I really started using my blog. And then later, a few months later, I started my first YouTube channel, which is my only YouTube channel. Um, And. I realized that this was like a really great creative outlet that I loved being online. But at that time, I really wasn't sure how I would make money from it. So I did end up getting a job with a Fortune 50 company in sales and marketing. And I got, took an entry-level job and basically worked my way up. Um, I think I had like four positions in five years. It was So I really was moving up the corporate ladder. But the entire time I was in that job, my mind kept going to and other people around me who knew me were like, this isn't, like, your career. Like, Alexis, like, you work here now, but, like, this isn't what you're meant to do. Everyone who knew me, Mm -hmm. and in my own mind, it was always... You are meant to do something with writing or online, like this is not where you're meant to be. So as much as for the majority of my time at that company for like five years, the majority of that time, I was very content. I loved the people I worked with. I had no problem with my job. I was good at it, um, and I felt like I was really respected and like needed. Um, but a time basically came where I switched to a job that just wasn't. I took the job because it was supposed to open doors for me in the company, but it made me miserable. And then I really had to ask myself, when am I supposed to start what I want to do? Like, if this is going to open up doors in the company, is that really what I want to do? So basically, I had to make the decision, okay, you're going to have to go out on your own. So it was you're going to leave your job. Um, And, you know, it had always been the plan with me and my husband that I would eventually leave my job. Like it had been the plan since we started dating and before we got married um, was that Alexis worked at this company. She made the income, the big income, because at the time when Michael and I met, he was still in school. And the idea was, was that we were going to trade off. Once uh, once Mike was solidified with his job, Alexis got to make a make a change and she was going to take the risk and make her own business. So that's what I did in, in May of 2014. I left my job and, um, you know, I had the full support of my husband and it was this is what we're going to do. All signs pointed to now is the time to eject and to start like your new adventure. So that's exactly what we
0: did. Awesome. So, OK, so that that's Really, that's very similar to my husband and myself. I mean, we didn't agree to the to the you know to the swapping necessarily, but we kind of understood that once we had Nila, that you know things would definitely change. And I don't know about you, but that day job, this was even before coming online. I mean doing very well. Like financially, it was we were like 50 50, Dennis and I and we were, you know, making, you know, having a good income there. And so it was a huge deal for us to just make that decision for it to switch. But, you know, biology kind of helped us, mm-hmm. as you know. So, so okay, so after that, then, so you started this YouTube channel, tell me more about that. Like, how did that what, what's what started and what kind of prompted you to say, okay, May is the time.
1: Okay. So May was the time for me. And, and going back, the YouTube channel started in like January of 2009. So this was something that had been going on for a really long time, but I had never taken it very seriously. Um, And May ended up becoming the time that I kind of decided to launch myself into my own business because earlier that year in like January, February of 2014, I discovered the planner community, which, as you said in the (laughs) beginning, it's the reason we met. It's been like the game changer, life changer for me. Um, And so I started in this community. I literally just found these videos about these planners and I wanted a planner. I'd always been a digital person or I shouldn't say I always had been a digital person, but for a very long time, I'd been a digital person. And I really wanted to um get back to like pen and paper. I really thought like this might be the secret to really keeping me organized. So, I found the planner videos, I bought a planner, I made a video and You know, like not to like admonish anyone that was making videos at that time, but you may remember that the videos that were coming out at that time were, you know, they weren't HD, they weren't like really highly produced, Um, not to say that I like fully produce my, my planner videos, but I made a video on an HD camera from like multiple different angles and the video became very popular, not just because of the subject matter, but I really believe because I had that extra quality with a better camera with a better and, lighting, and better lighting. And yeah. I had that experience of I'd spent the last few years making YouTube videos. So I knew how to talk in front of the camera and speak and be clear. Um, and that video just blew up. Um, and a lot of people still say that that's the video that they found that brought them to me because it had just gotten so popular.
0: Now I'm like wondering what is which which specific video is that? So I can that see. was.
1: That was the quirky Filofax setup.
0: Okay. That was with the Kiki
1: K like 2014 Mint Time Planner um, that it was a very popular planner and a lot of people, that was really the planner that got me into the community um, and, you know, really literally the rest is history. But from that point, my following started to grow so that I was actually earning um, by May, I was earning like a side income every month. My previous from from YouTube, Google AdSense, that whole way that they manage, you know, paying YouTubers who create content. So I was getting a monthly paycheck and I was like, wow, okay, so I might actually be able to do something with this YouTube thing that I'd previously been doing for years, but nothing really like I had gotten checks before that, but they had been few and far between. But all of a sudden there was this huge interest in my channel and a demand for more videos. And every time I made a video, they got like any, time I made a planner video, they got like thousands of views. And so I was like, okay, I really I noticed should probably, I looked, I yeah. looked back
0: cause I was just like, what is, what was the secret here? And it, I really do think tapping into that, finding that audience, finding that community was key here.
1: Yeah, that was absolutely key. I completely, and I tell them this all the time, my community, literally you are the reason I have this business. Like I know I'm the one doing the work and like thinking of all the products and things like that, but if it wasn't for stumbling on this community I would have no this would not be here right now so I basically started making videos for them um, making enough of the income that from that plus I did also have um, sponsorships on my blog at that time and from those two it was enough for me to say to my husband you know we at the time did have together we were 50 50 had you know about equal incomes and we were making over six figures together but we had always known that me leaving my job was going to happen. So we've specifically always lived small. Like we've always lived below our means. Like our apartment, if we've always gone under the impression that if one of us lost our job, because let's be completely honest, in this day and age, in this, right. in this economy, at any time one of you could lose your job or both of you, heavens forbid. So we always operated under the assumption that our income needed, our, our bills needed to be in such a way that if one of us lost our job, the other could to completely support the other, uh, right. both of
0: us. Totally. So I, that's... I totally get that. Yeah. Same yeah. same here. Like, Dennis and I are always like, okay, like, I know we want, like, this, we we own the place that we're in now, but we did the same thing where we're like, okay, that's nice that we can afford that, but this is the one we get because this is the one that only one of us needs to support.
1: Exactly. So,
0: yeah, I totally get that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So well, then,
1: once May came around and I had those income streams, and it was like, okay, she's making a part time income and we can already live on one person's salary. Now is the time to do it.
0: That is awesome. So we did it. So, did you do any prep, like as far as like uh I mean, obviously you saved and did all that, did all that stuff, but did you do anything else as far as like, business wise did you get yourself to a certain point did you give yourself you know markers like when i'm at make when i when youtube is paying me x amount when the sponsors when that equals x amount do i yes. then make the leap
1: yes and that's what i had hit around may was that there had been an amount of money in our head that said alexis you need to make this much amount of money in order for you to leave and okay. once i hit that it was like we're leaving. okay we're done that was it that was it check we're done.
0: Yep. I totally, I love that. I let, you know, the thing is, is that I don't necessarily think that you have to leave jobs. And I know lots of YouTubers who do really well who have full time professional gigs, but um, I'm just ruined for jobs. So the second that I was able to do the same thing, I did. Um, So I love that. So, okay, so you jetted from your job you're doing the planner videos, you're doing different things, it seems like you kind of went more into productivity and time management and definitely really embrace the world and try to serve them as much as you can with different types of content just for those people. Um, what did you notice? I mean, the thing is, okay, let me just kind of jump onto to something. And that is last, I remember December, by the way, December last year, or maybe I was just watching a December video. I don't remember. It was something where you were celebrating 1 million views.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You are already to 1.5 million. And it's not even halfway through the year. Do you see it? Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think back to something you told me where you were you – were At a certain number of subscribers on YouTube, and then in this year is when things just kind of went off the chain, off the rails, and things just grew at a pace. You're just like, what?
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, like at the beginning of 2014, I can I have to say like maybe I had a thousand view, like a thousand subscribers, and then by July I had five thousand, and then right on New Year's I think I had. 10 like right around new year's i think i had 10 and now i've got like 17 so um yeah yeah. so number one is you know just a general principle of youtube seems to be that the more popular you do become you start growing at a faster rate right so that's just like a general principle of youtube if you're into it once you kind of get you know to a certain point you actually grow at a faster rate and a faster rate which is why you see like these people who hit one million after a few years and then Two months later, they have two million. And then six months later, they're like at five million. It's like people grow astronomically because the more people who know about you, it kind of snowballs. But I do really also attribute that a lot of that to the fact that once I and you touched on it, once I decided and I made a very conscious decision, like wrote it down in my planner (laughs) that my what my end game was, um, at least for the near future, was instead of just talking about planners, I was going to be talking about productivity. Because I needed to find that thing, that vein that was um, kind of driving my, driving audience to me. Like, why do people want planners? Oh, because they want to be more productive and more organized, right? Because just being a person who reviews planners was not a sustainable, it wasn't a sustainable business model for me. You know, I'd have to buy planners or, you know, constantly be soliciting companies to send me planners and reviewing them and... You know, I wasn't really going to be able to give anyone any value just reviewing planners. That wasn't what I wanted to do. I really wanted to add value to people's lives by showing them how to use the planner and teaching them just like these general skills that, to be completely honest, I had had in place for a very long time because I've always been a productivity nut. Um, And even back to the days of my first blog that, you know, my first blogs where I was talking about, um, you know, technology and it was all about technology to make your life easier so you could get more done in less time and you could be more efficient and you could literally my end goal in life has always been I want to work as little as possible and maximize (laughs) as much money as I can make like some people their end goal is (laughs) I want to work a lot so I can make a lot I want to work as little as possible so I can spend the time that I would be spending like working in a nine-to-five like doing what I want to do like spending time with my family and like just pursuing whatever I want to pursue like that's time is the u- ultimate luxury that we have. So th- when I realized that being a productivity guru, like branding myself as that and focusing on that, that I was really going to end up helping people more so than a paper planner or any planner system could right. ever do or any stationary haul could ever do for you. Really, these tips, other people just didn't know, like yeah. people just don't know them. So I started sharing those and that's really at that end of the year when I started to really focus on that, that's when things just really started to snowball. Because I think that instead of just giving people information on planners and stationery, I was tapping into something inside of people that they really realized they were lacking, which is really having systems in place to be organized and really having, you know, an understanding of productivity methods and ways that they could maximize their time so that they can spend less time working and more time at play and with their family and friends, which is really what people I think, for the most part, I think that's what people want.
0: Right. I think, I think tapping into that was, was so huge. And it actually shows in the fact that you don't just have videos with views on them. There are loads of comments, you built a community there. There's, there's like, you know, I mean, I see, I get your email that says, well, I get YouTube's email, we'll go into the email thing in a second. But like, I get the YouTube email saying your videos up, I go there, and there's already like 100 views, usually. And I'm like, I just barely got that email. How are they, you know what I mean? Like, so I know, and I know there are tons of comments always back and forth. And uh, I do notice that. um, So it's not even just you're putting up content, you know, it's reaching people because they're interacting with you.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's something that I also made a conscious choice to do. Um, And this is just things that I've learned about just good, just honestly, just good business practices, right? So like, something that I kind of try to work off of is like treat others as you'd like to treat yourself. And that's like something that's like the golden rule. Like, and it's even separate from religion, which is where like I learned it was through religion. Um, But if you apply that to your business, like treat your customers as you want to be treated, like let them know that they matter um, because it was very important for me that I I see these names and I see people who comment on all my videos or many of my videos. And I know people like I recognize your name and your picture when I see you follow me on Instagram and you've left me a comment on YouTube or you leave me a comment on my blog. So I just I try as much as I can to reach out to those people. And just let people know, like, I'm here, like, legitimately, if you have questions, I'm the person you need to be coming to, because I will answer them. And, you know, even as I grow, and I get a lot of comments, like, I'm actually just hitting this nail, which is that my comments are actually, I get a lot of them. Um, and I'm, I've realized I'm like, I need to be a little bit more strategic about how I respond to people, because I don't always need to write, like, I don't know, like, three lines of like, thank you for watching a video of someone's, you know, comment was just, oh, great video. It was really helpful. But I can actually just, you know, like that, that comment that first (laughs) someone said. So I save myself the time of having to write something out. And then I can focus on the people who do have a question, like who ask me a legitimate question or have a legitimate need that I can fill. So when people, you know, leave me a comment where it's just a feedback, I just like it now. um, Or I try to, it's still hard to like, (laughs) it's still hard to like pull myself away from like actually saying like, thank you so much for coming because I am so happy and thankful when I do see these new names and these new voices popping up in my community. But it is all about managing my time. And I can't, I can't spend all of my time in the comment section. But I hope that I'm strategically dealing with those comments so that I'm helping people and that you're, of, and they're paying attention. Yeah. They
0: feel paid attention to exactly. I think, I think even those thumbs up. It's like, hey, I saw this. Thank you. Exactly. And I um, think that's what people
1: want for the most part is just yeah. to know that they were heard.
0: Yeah. You know, um, as you're talking about this, you know, as you're talking about building a community, you know, I know that the, the main drivers and the main kind of channels that you're focused on are YouTube, your blog, and Instagram. I know you have a Facebook page. I know you have Twitter and all of that. But I know you have those three main areas. And I, I can't help but think, you know, so a lot of what you're talking about is what I do as well. But I just do it in the form of email and the blog. I definitely do the calls to action at the end of every single thing I write because, because that's my way of engaging. Um, but what I love about YouTube and about Instagram is they're so visual and they're so visual to other people. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, where, whereas in email, I'm telling people to email me back, no one's going to see that people email me back. So part of marketing is social proof and having like that back and forth is huge. So granted, you know, blog comments are great, but YouTube and Instagram are like, I think so powerful. And yeah, and that's, that's kind of like why I even reached out to you in the first place, just because I was like, Oh, my gosh, I just have to go somehow in that direction. I have to engage in that more obvious public way. Um, So, so speaking of email, though, this is why I really wanted to talk to Alexis today, because... She has been launching without an email list, really. Like you have a customer list now, and we'll go into that in a second, um, what your your products have been, your digital products have been, but you've been really launching without an email list. And primarily the main places you tell people about your launch are in YouTube videos and on Instagram. Um, so, and maybe in Facebook groups and other places, cause, uh, I've definitely seen a little bit of that. So I was just excited because like, oh my gosh, imagine not having to send emails and, you know, filling people's inbox with emails and still being able to make sales and still being able to make an income that way. And I think that, um, granted, you know, I, I may have voxed this to you. I always look at email as like an asset that you have, that you can take away no matter what happens to any of these other places. And I think it's important, but it's also good for, for people who don't have email lists to realize that they don't necessarily need one to launch. Um, so with that, you know, tell us about the first digital pro- projects or products you launched in the fall, right? I think you did yeah. that in the fall. And yeah. what led that? And what'd you do in that first kind of yeah. phase? That first Absolutely. launch.
1: Yeah. So again, I have to pull this back out from the fall was when I first launched my shop and my digital products. But again, it starts back, it goes all the way back to that first video, that quirky file effects <laughs> video where um, as soon as I got my planner, because I'm someone who does have design skills and I have professional applications, like I have Adobe InDesign and things like that one of the things I did for my own planner was I created my own inserts because I just wasn't happy with the inserts that came with it. Um, And when I looked for inserts online, I just wasn't I wasn't seeing the things that I wanted for my planner. So going back to that whole like creating products that are based off of a need like that you are personally passionate about. um, I made those inserts and still like one of the biggest questions I get on that video is like where my inserts are from. So I realized that like maybe I should be selling these inserts, right? Like so many people are asking about them. Maybe I should sell them. And it, there was really a disconnect with me um, on that for a while because when I first left my job, my thought was, well, I'm a YouTuber and a blogger. I didn't think of myself as being someone who would sell products. Like that was like a mind." Shift that I had to make um, to realize, like, wait, this is like another income stream. You could legit do this. So um, I actually started, like, in the fall. I'm sorry, in the spring, I did start a shop. Like, I I put one up on my site, um, but I don't think it was visible to people. It was just something that I I, I set one up very bare bones, um, and my idea was, okay, well, I'll work on some inserts and I'll put them up. Well, you know, months later, after like a lot of soul searching about what I was going to be doing in the fall. Um, I actually, before I even put them up on the actual shop, I made a YouTube video. And in the YouTube video, I said to people, okay, so a lot of people ask me about my inserts. You want them? Send me an email and I will email them to you and I'll send you a PayPal invoice. Because I realized that in the planner community, a lot of people were just doing this like sort of word of mouth, sort of like ad hoc, like marketing, like in Facebook groups and things like that. And I'm like, well, if they can do it. I can just tell people in my video, hey, you want to buy these? Just send me an email. So That I guess that would be my first launch, technically. Like, that was the first time where I was like, okay, I'm I'm selling you my products and told people about it. Um, But I actually got, like, not as much of a response, like, as I really expected I would. Um, I did have a few people email me, and then I realized, oh, darn, you really do need to have a shop. Like, you really need to be directing people somewhere um, so that it's more organized. So I kind of, like, got off my butt, and I just really quickly put together the shop, like really bare bones, put it together. Um, And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that hard for me. I thought it was, you know, a lot, there was a lot of information out there on how to set up these shops and things like that. So I had no problem doing it. And it was part of my existing blog. So it's not like I had to spend lots of money or, you know, time like building something from scratch. Um, So I put it up and I, I basically went through and I tweaked the digital products that I was going to put up because as they had stood, you know, from, what people had seen, I was like, you know what, this is, this is good, like, people might like this, but I want to make it a little bit better, right before I sell it. So I tweaked some of the products, and I slowly just started uploading them to the shop. And I would mention my shop in videos, and people would go to my shop and buy them. And surprise of all surprises, a lot of people were just finding my shop without having seen my videos. And a lot of my early customers, I really think a lot of them just found me um just based on searches because i can see that information from you know the google analytics that i know where people were coming from they weren't mm. searching for me they were looking for planner inserts mm. so that's how they came across my shop
0: what were you so, using to what did you use to set up your shop
1: uh, woocommerce so my shop is just like a regular woocommerce site and i just had a woocommerce enabled um theme that i put up and You know, it's all very, you know, if you're someone who already deals with WordPress, which is what I was dealing with, you know, it really isn't that technical. It's pretty easy to do. Um, So, yeah, I just put the shop up, put the things up and then realized that there was other demands out there, like other things I wanted to make for myself and other things that people were asking for. So I just literally just started making more inserts. And I realized that as I showed inserts on my YouTube channel, people We're interested in them. They were like, where did you get those inserts? I want those inserts. I'm like, well, (laughs) you can purchase these inserts on my shop. Here is a link. Um, And that's literally how my customer base grew. And it was just literally month over month, I just keep growing. From the first month, I actually thought, oh, wow, this is a nice little income, right? And to now it's like, okay, you are two-thirds of my income now, shop. Like, you win. Like, you are deserving of all of my focus
0: (laughs) or a majority of my focus. You're like, okay, I have a shop. I'll pay attention to you. Um, You know what I actually love is that you've got a – it's almost like you do this – effortlessly or just naturally and you're like okay i guess i'll offer a few free inserts because i i love like the monthly um you also do like monthly freebies and type of thing types of things like that um there's there's a guy who you might want to check out his name is charlie Gilkey, and he has a site called productive flourishing and he created he has these monthly um they're not for file effects they're just um they're basically like planners for every month but they're, they're they're he has different layouts and things like that but it reminds reminds me of that because he'll do like a free one every month some specific one but he always has a shop he always does really well on those and um, you know I just I just know that that's how I knew you had had inserts that's how I became your customer is I just heard you in a video I think I may have even um I may have watched you also, um, and maybe the the Instagram kind of integrating that happened a little bit later, but I even saw you like talking about your leaking your new ones, um, leaking the launch of your newer, more like the Project Life cards and you have like meal planning and, you know, the water intake and, you know, those kinds of things that people also like to have in their planners. So did you do the Instagram stuff from the get go or no? Did you kind of just start adding that in? I'm trying to think
1: exactly what the process was there. But, um, you know, I think that what I noticed was that as I, like you said, like leaking things, um, as I knew that mentioning things in my videos was going to do well, and I also knew that taking pictures of other inserts and putting them on Instagram would work well. Because just like, you know, just being someone who was using Instagram, and being part of the planner community, I would take a picture of something that was, you know, a picture of my planner open to a certain page, and I would inevitably get like 50 questions about what was on that page, like what, what the insert was that I was using, what the paper clip was that was on there, like what planner I was using so many different questions. Um, so that I realized that, okay, I could use Instagram. So I would say that like, once I realized, okay, shop your, you know, once I was putting things up on my shop, it was a way for me to talk to people. And in the fall, like my, my following on Instagram was starting to grow. And again, Instagram is another place that like, I think like at the end of the year, maybe I had like, 3,000 I don't remember like three to 5,000 in the last I'm,
0: month I've seen it grow in, like a couple l- thousand yeah yeah. It, just in growing. the last maybe like 3 weeks even yeah it's.
1: I've been growing not like not that I'm two... stalking you or
0: anything
1: <laughs> no but I mean it's kind of but no when you are friends with someone and you're always on their site yeah. and you're checking up their pics like it's, it is obvious like I didn't realize how fast I was growing I literally like blinked and then all of a sudden I had 2,000 more followers and then I looked down again and saw my numbers and it was like 2,000 more so now I'm like about to hit 10,000 so it's like all of this stuff is just kind of cycling on itself. But going back to something that you mentioned, which was the freebies, right? Yeah. The freebies were like probably my best idea that wasn't necessarily my idea, um, but the giving things away, right? So like I knew people loved free inserts. Like I realized just being in this community that people loved having free inserts. Like they loved getting these free inserts from various places. And there are still like some people whose like entire blog like, every insert they make is free. Um, And I was like, okay, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to give everything away. But I do like the idea of giving away freebies. So what actually I kind of accidentally started on this because I had made the first one was for October, I think it was. And it was because October is my favorite month of the year. And I always forget that there's things that I want to do in October, like to celebrate the month and like, you know, prepare for Halloween. And like, I want to remember that the pumpkin spice latte comes out on a certain day. So I go and get one <laughs> at Starbucks. And you know, I want to make sure that I'm, I want to make sure that I'm visiting a pumpkin patch and that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm picking out a Halloween costume. And I just, there were so many things about October that I wanted to remember to do. So I made myself a checklist. Like I made myself a simple monthly checklist of all the things that were really cool about the month that I wanted to do to get into the spirit. And I showed that on Instagram and I showed it on a video and everybody wanted it. So I made it a freebie. And then I realized, well, I could do this every month. And it's actually like a really great way for me to sort of remember there are certain things that I want to do in the month. So that's literally how the list started. And now people
0: remind you to make them. (laughs) And and now people remind you. It's like I come up with. When's your next month? Think of I think I've seen that like at least one time I've seen somebody ask for it. Yes, so people do
1: ask me for it. I get emails for them all the time. Um, and, you know, I've branched out with them, of course, as well, which is it's not just like a monthly list, because I do realize that like not every month I'm going to be able to make a list of things that I want to do. Um, but I try to make them themed for the month or for the season so that people are getting, um, you know, like good value out of them. Um, I mean, it's about I mean, it's free, but I still want people to see that the level of effort is there so that number one, you know, I use those to draw people to my site and to my blog, right? So I say, here's my free thing I'm giving away. And I intentionally put it on my shop so that people had to go to my shop and like acknowledge and check out
0: mm. on
1: my shop in order to get these freebies, right? I so I love
0: that. I love that. So it's
1: they have like they set my, up an
0: account, they have yeah, to set up, the, it's they, don't,
1: like... they don't have to set up an account, but they have to go through the steps of placing an order. They just don't have to go to PayPal and, and pay for it. But my thought was, okay, this is a great way to get people, get eyeballs onto the shop. Like, this is a great way because, so let me tell you, so hundreds of people download those freebies for me every month. Um, So I'm like, those are hundreds of people who could potentially just be browsing around and then see, oh, look, I like this other insert. Okay, I'll just, I'm checking out anyway. I might as well add it to my cart, right? So I intentionally made it that way so that people, you know, People are going through the motions so that it makes it easier for them to want to make a sale. And, you know, I I obviously don't have any exact, you know, numbers or evidence of how many times that's actually worked. But I will say that as knowledge of my inserts grow and everybody knows that they're they're out there every month um, and I do get a lot of questions from people that are like, uh, I'll put one out and then like that in that post where I announce it, someone will be like, when's next month's coming out? Well, next month it'll be coming out. Like I put them out every <laughs> at the end of every month for the cur- for the so following like, month. Calm down. Calm down. It's coming. They're not. They're not. It's you know. They're not going to go away anytime soon. Um. And so yeah, that's just like the process that I did, and it's just easy marketing. Um. Things that people share, and you know, like you said, I don't have an email list. I I know that people say that having an email list is really important, but um and you and i have talked about yeah. this you know outside of the this chat but to kind of pull people up to speed you know what it, a list really essentially is just like i don't know a captive audience um and i already have a captive audience right so i already have like 17,000 people on my youtube i already have like like something like 50,000 people that visit my site every month. So I've got, I've got the eyeballs coming in. I don't necessarily need to like send people an email, although, you know, from talking to Anne, I am, you know, (laughs) going to
0: solidify that and maybe start an email list. Yeah. But, but I I like your, your communication style now. And I do think that probably, um, just having people's, um, information is a good way to ensure that you can reach out to them because yeah. as you're growing and we'll, we'll talk about this i guess right now is like as you're growing from just having a shop of of inserts for and you know one thing i wanted to sh- say about these these are inserts for ring bound planners but you can resize this stuff and use it for whatever you want you can cut Cut holes in it wherever you need to. Really, yeah. um, if you wanted to do like a normal three ring binder, but they are designed specifically for like Philofax, Kiki K style like that. You know anything that has like a six ring binder. Yeah, and um, I have people.
1: I have people who are like like I, I could say like like real big fans of mine who actually use my inserts and put them into a ring bound like a three ring binder mm-hmm. um, because they like the inserts so you yeah. know definitely like this is what it's at right now is the yeah. planners you know I definitely have my sights set on you know hopefully expanding that so maybe that if you don't have planners or whatnot you can put them into like a three ring binder if right. that's what you want but you know it's within the planner community having these inserts is a big deal like that's yep. what people are searching for so it's it's the you know community that I'm serving right now but yep. obviously it's not the only community I'm serving because I have branched out with my products yes. as well so so
0: okay so tell us about that so I'm I'm I got really excited because I feel like whenever I'm kind of aware of and like into and seeing how someone's launching and I'm like behind the scenes I get really excited so uh, a couple weeks ago, when you were working on your current project, like you were busting butt on it, hustling to get it done and everything, I was just so excited to kind of like I had like a front row seat, eating popcorn, sitting there like a maniac. So um, you had so, like a front row seat and like a slight advisor position as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, ah,
0: this is amazing. I'm um, like, and what should I do? Should I do this or should I do this? <laughs> but but anyways, you know, like yeah, I I was like, okay, okay. Give me, give me, give me something else. Give me something else. Um, anyways, I'll stop being a geek right now, but tell me then, you know, tell us about the empire building, building coaching program and this new thing. What is it all about? And, and yeah, what's, what's it all about?
1: Okay. So again, I'm going to
0: pull you back a few months. I love this. Let's go back
1: in time. Let's Let's go back, let's go back into the past. Okay. So another thing that happened that we, I kind of, kind of just glazed over this, um, with at May of last year when I left mm. my job was um I was invited to partake in a um like a new venture by Google which was called Google outs right. So it was a platform that Google was p- promoting um that they had just created where basically people who have knowledge in literally any field like you have knowledge on how to sew a button onto a shirt you have kn- knowledge how to you know cook chicken cacciatore, like you can sign up on this site and be paired with people who need your knowledge. Um, and they basically, it's almost like one-to-one consulting, like video consulting. Um, And so I was invited to participate in that because I was a YouTube partner. Um, And they, I guess they picked certain people and they had like a few waves of starting this. And I realized, you know, I signed up on the site and I realized, okay, what am I gonna do? I'm going to give people blog coaching, right? Because at the time, I was someone who was just left my job to be a full-time blogger. So I clearly have a bunch of knowledge in my head that I could then impart onto others. So I started this like, coaching business for blogging through this platform and I've had like a bunch of different people who like signed up with me and had like a session with me which is really cool um, but ultimately the platform was just not cutting it right and we now have evidence of this because Google Helpouts is closing like they have it may have closed at this point but they I got an email like last month that was like Uh, It's not working out. We're closing. Sorry about that.
0: (laughs) um, (laughs) I was like, sorry about that. I was like, I I saw
1: that like, oh, I just made that up. I know, but I think it was like, I could have told you that a few months ago when I was having issues with you like this. It just it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right. They just didn't have it set up the right way. It wasn't a bad idea, but I'm sure the engagement just wasn't there because the level of. You kind of had a little bit had to know a little bit of technical knowledge even to like just sign up as someone who wanted to get a help out and pay someone for their advice or whatnot. So, I had a lot of trouble with um, people who wanted to be prospective clients of mine using the site. So I like turned my 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 ad off or whatever, like my page off, and I was like, okay, well, I need to give this some thought. Like I know I think I have a really um, a good idea here of doing this sort of coaching. And I know I'm great at it. Right. So like I'm told by a lot of different people, like, you know, this and other friends of mine know, I'm a really good teacher, right? I'm really good at telling people like what they what I think they should do. I'm really good at giving advice. And I know a lot of stuff um, about certain things like the online marketing, you know, running a blog, you know, how to build a business and launch a business without a, without an email list, which is like very unorthodox. Um, so, you know, obviously I've had success and I definitely think that I can help people. So I was getting that demand, like people wanted to be coaching with me, but I didn't like the platform. So I literally just sat on it. Like I literally sat on it. Like this is something that I sometimes do. It's a, like a legitimate business practice of mine. I have an idea, but I'm not exactly sure where I want to take it. You're like, um, my focus exactly. I'm just like, I will, I will sit on this egg until it's hatched. Um, So I literally was like, you know, I have other things, the bigger fish going on that I can focus on. Um, and when I get the idea, like I knew that there would be a moment when I had a strike of lightning, right? Like lightning would strike, I would have a stroke of genius, and I would know what I wanted to do. So earlier this year, I started having that like I I think it was like the December, January, I started feeling like, Oh, I want to do this program. And I want to call it empire building. But what is it going to be like, I had this idea for the name, right? And like my slogan for it or whatnot. And I started thinking about it. But I wasn't exactly sure what form it was going to take. Like, is this going to be an e-course? Is this going to be a book? Is this going to be, you know, modules on a computer? Like, what am I going to do with this? So basically, one day, a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago, (laughs) I literally, that stroke of genius, like, hit. It just hit. And it was like, I know what I'm going to do. Like, I know what I'm going to do. And when that sort of thing happens to me, and I, I build this into my life that I know that these sorts of things happen to me, Um, that I get these strokes of genius and then I immediately act because I'm definitely someone who's not afraid of action. Um, So I got the idea, outlined the whole thing. It was originally supposed to be like a full book. And then, you know, Anne with her genius input was like, maybe let's put just one part of it out, like one chapter of the book out at one time. Um, And I was like, hmm, hmm. I don't know. And then I was like, yes, I can just break these down. Like these could be individual workbooks. So Empire Building is essentially my business um, coaching practice um, where I'm basically teaching people how to use the internet and use social media to develop content to attract the audience that is right for them, right? Because a lot of people have this problem. They maybe are good at the business stuff. Maybe they have a great product, but they want to grow their business. And the only way you're going to grow it is getting more eyeballs, um, because the more eyeballs you have, the more purchases you get. Um, and, you know, I have a very distinct way of how I get those eyeballs, obviously, um, because I don't use traditional online marketing methods necessarily. Um, although I have found through talking to professionals such as Anne that, you know, a lot of the things that I do <laughs> are actually are actually like real marketing things that you might be taught to do. That's for but, real. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a real thing. Like, I didn't just make that up. <laughs> So yeah, so this is basically a program that's dedicated to teaching people about how to create like what content they need to be creating, how they should be using social media, and how they should be acting online so that they are attracting the customers that are the, attracting eyeballs that will turn into customers, not just attracting eyeballs, right? Because, you know, as you guys know, if you run a business and Ann knows this, like it's one thing to have like, you know, get it's have something go viral, right? Like a video or something go viral, but unless the people who are watching and are interested are in your target demographic. Like it's not going to convert to sales for you. So this is all about how you develop a plan to get those people online. Um, And for me, that strategy is, is very content driven. I'm very content driven. Like I think that creating good content is what gets eyeballs and creating the right type of content is what gets you the right eyeballs so that you are you know, people who are just fans of your content, then turn into customers. And then those customers turn into super fans, as I like to call them, or like, basically brand evangelists, so that like, literally, you have other people selling other
0: places. I was just thinking exactly, you definitely have some of those because some people will actually, I, I saw somebody very recently, this actually cracked me up, somebody on like, just some random profile I was on, you know, I found my way to their profile. They were, they were, they made a comment on someone's picture and there was something in the, some visual element in the background, maybe stripes, something that's, they're like, oh, that is so Miss Trenchcoat. Yes. <laughs> I, yep.
1: like, I get that I'm like, tag time. her,
0: tag her. It's
1: like if someone's picture has black and white stripes or something teal or even hot pink, it's like, that's Alexis, that's Miss Trenchcoat. <laughs> so people tag me. But, like, you know, you're right, though. Like, just yesterday, um, literally, literally two videos went out yesterday from people that I follow. Both people mentioned me and linked to me. So it's like on the same day, I had two like big, like I consider them big time YouTubers. Like they're friends of mine. I interact with them on social media. They mentioned me on YouTube. So I'm now getting to this point where, you know, even I'm just getting to this point where like my fans, my customers are turning into super fans, right? So like they're evangelizing for me. So that's like, "Mm, this email list can be helpful, but you know, it's even more helpful having influential people that like your product and connect with you wanting to share you with their audience
0: right I mean that's that's why um, a lot of people well like in the world I'm most familiar with the way that they're getting those new eyes and those new audiences on them are they're doing the interviews they're doing guest posts and things like that but what's not easier than having just someone mention you and link (laughs) You yeah. know, that's like a, you don't even have to show up. Somebody's doing it for you, which I just exactly. love that. And I've,
1: you know, as much as I totally agree with doing guest posting and things like that, I definitely think it's very helpful. I've personally not done it. I like personally have not yet done that. I have been interviewed a few times. So like my name also last week during our, our birthday week, me and <laughs> Ann have the same birthday. <laughs> you Random. Know. But during our <laughs> same birthday week on Monday and Friday, I had two interviews that went up on two different people's blogs as well. Uh, For my birthday week. So it's like things are starting to happen in motion. Like this is going to spiral. I realize that's how it works. So, you know, that's now was the time. It obviously was a great time to drop Empire Building. And, you know, I did it reasonably. And I'm just taking it one step at a time. And, you know, hopefully that this is going to help me grow not just like a customer base, but also my audience. Because I really want more people Not just to buy my stuff, but I want more people talking about me. Like that's more important to me than Mm -hmm. making a sale. Is that for someone to purchase a product and say, "Oh my god, I love it," and I'm going to tell everyone about it. So that's really like the mode
0: I'm in right now with my business. That's the gold. Yeah, I love. I, I love that, and I will definitely put a link to everything down below in the show notes so that people can check you out and check check out this check out everything. Check out your shop. Check out like how you've built this. And I warn you, when you go to her, when you go to Alexis's uh, YouTube channel, you will likely get stuck there for a while. So grab a coffee, grab a Snickers, grab whatever, and just hang out and just watch them because they they're really. I mean, if you're interested in being more productive and getting more done in less time, like you said, you know these videos are very helpful. And there's just. Um, not to kind of like lay it on thick, but there is there is a way that you teach that is so easy to consume. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, it's very easy to uh, learn. It's a really easy learning environment. So awesome. Well, thank you. Yes, very exciting. Okay, so I wanted to spend like a few minutes at the end just geeking out a little bit about some of the stuff that we love. And of course, planners, Um I might have to defer my answer because I will answer some of them too because, you know, as you know, I recently ordered something that will arrive here apparently tomorrow. Um... (laughs) So, and but, so that could vie for your attention. Yes, that could this. vie for my, and that could change everything. Because, you know, I'm we're always in search of planner peace. So anyways, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop that weird chatter. <laughs> I'm just going to start. But what is, okay, so I'm going to ask you just a series of random questions about your favorite whatever, and I want you okay. to answer. Okay. So what's your favorite planner, since that's how we kind of met to begin with? Okay, so favorite all time
1: <laughs> you're killing me it's my I think it has to be my fluoro pink original yeah yeah so the filofax fluorescent pink original I think that's my all-time favorite and don't make me pick a size because I have both I love well, I know five. I
0: know well okay so that's good th- that you said that because mine is my filofax original nude yeah and I'll just leave it at that no size yeah
1: Yes, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Size could expand.
0: <laughs> Size could expand. One could be more important for something else. Um so okay, that's cool. Um what is I guess what, I'm sorry. I just got a um, weird message, of course. Um what's your favorite fiction book? <laughs> okay, fiction, okay. Okay, my favorite
1: fiction book is David Copperfield. <laughs>
0: Are you sure?
1: Just Final kidding. answer. Final <laughs> answer.
0: That the reason I'm saying that is because she, uh, Alexis was recently asked this question uh, on a <laughs> on a hangout, <laughs> and she waffled yeah. several times. Yeah. Okay, what is your favorite business related nonfiction book?
1: That's Getting Things Done by David Allen. Anne, thank you awesome. for asking.
0: Awesome. Mine is Double Double by Cameron Harold. I don't
1: know Love what it. that is.
0: It's um it's great. It's a great business book. Cameron Harold is awesome. I think you'd really like him. Um so check check him out. Oh, favorite fiction book is not David Copperfield. It's Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman.
1: And David Copperfield was written by Charles Dickens for those of you who don't know. <laughs> and it's not the same thing as The Magician, so don't be afraid.
0: I won't ask you about your favorite movie because then that will force me to use a <laughs> to use the soundtrack in the outro, but
1: Actually, Wait, no, that's not my favorite one. If you're talking about what I was saying. earlier. Oh, okay, earlier. yeah, yeah.
0: What's your favorite movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine.
1: Okay, so my favorite movie is because it's plural is Lord of the Rings. Okay. But not the Hobbit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but not the Hobbit or the Hobbit not the series? Hobbit, just the
1: Lord of the Rings, not the Hobbits. Did you see no. that
0: last one, by the way?
1: Yeah, I've seen all of them.
0: What is up with? I couldn't even watch those battle sequences in. the,
1: I just, the latest. This is my. If anyone wants to know, this is my opinion summed up. Those movie. first of all, oh gosh, I'm going to spend 12 hours talking about this. Let's just, <laughs> just be direct. Okay, so The Lord of the Rings is three movies that encapsulates six books. If you didn't know, Lord of the Rings is six books. And they made three movies out of it. One for each volume. That's how they're published traditionally now. The Hobbit was made into three movies about one book. One book. And when as soon as the first one came out and I saw it, I literally was like, the Hobbit? No, no. They should scratch that out. It should their 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 title should read The Hobbit, scratched out dwarves because the 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 title characters were dwarves. And just if anyone's seen that movie and not <laughs> read the books, the book is about Bilbo. It's about hobbits. Yeah, the dwarves are not nearly as important as they pretend to be in the movie. So, <laughs> FYI, so if
0: Thorin you... is not as important. As no, you. Thorin
1: is Thorin is the most important dwarf, but. <laughs> As far as all the rest of them, the, there's only like two of them that are really ever described in any great detail. And when when you read the book, they're all, they're all the same. They're like a blanket cast of dwarves. It's like dwarf number one. Like you, Bilbo couldn't even remember their names sometimes because they're like blanket. They're like literally nondescript. So the only ones that ever stood out really were Thorin and then Bomber. And the only reason Bomber stood out was because he was the fat one. So that's... That's what made them different. So
0: there was the. Important- I'm sorry, I like opened up bed this bed can for- of Lord of the Rings. Note to self: Be careful Note when you self. speak about hobbits in yes, front of. Yes, yes. Don't talk about hobbits, to Alexis. <laughs> but you know what? I got to tell you something about, and I won't say any more about the hobbits. My daughter really loves the the way that she actually watched Lord of the Rings and the hobbits was actually through the Lego video game. Okay. So that's why when she actually ended up seeing them on TV at our house, they didn't scare her. Because I think they would have scared her if she didn't know what was coming. But the actual – the Lego games are exactly like – just, they just follow the main plot points of the yeah. movie. That's so true. anyways. Um, but we all love Bofur. He's – the, he's one of the main dwarves in the office. Bofor is also my favorite as well. The Pippi Long stocking looking one, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. He's also love, one of my favorite. We love Bofor. So that wasn't meant to be part of the lightning round, but there you go. Our favorite our favorite dwarf is Bofor. Um, okay. So let's get off of that topic. And I'll ask you, who, then, who is, would you say is your biggest... Inspiration, and I—I and I know you answered who your mentor is on Instagram this past week uh, when you mentioned Lisa Marie. But who do you think really inspire? Who's someone who really inspires you for your life, business, however you want to, whatever you want to qualify that as?
1: Okay, so probably. Okay, I didn't so, give you this ahead of time. No, no, it, no, you didn't give me ahead of time, but I can I can, I can, can roll with the punches here. Okay. It's probably, it's, I'm going to say two names, but they're for the same reason. Um, probably Tim Ferriss and someone like Pat Flynn, right? So these are people, these are, you know, gentlemen who have made a business for themselves with, a, a, not to say that their business is entirely passive income. I would say that obviously Pat Flynn, his site is, smartpassiveincome.com but they basically um that sort of lifestyle is what i want to live. My ideal is to be able to live wherever i want. Um, that's the reason why i think having an online business is awesome and especially dealing with digital media the way i do, i can literally make my products, sell them, make my videos, write my blog posts, take pictures from anywhere on the planet or on the moon or on mars. Like i could go anywhere and i'm not can find. So that's like that's like the principle of living that I would like to encompass. And that's, you know, that really started with the four-hour work week. Like that really, although it's not my I didn't name it as my favorite like productivity business book, that was the one that opened my eyes to the fact that like, hey, I really can I could live anywhere I want. I could like live one month in Paris and one month in London and go to New York. Like I could do whatever I want. And literally like my dream in life, which Mike doesn't, my husband does not necessarily agree with this, <laughs> is I would like to, like, own a boat and just sail around the world and I could work from the boat. And this is actually goes back to my mother and my my mother's third husband, my stepfather, who passed away a number of years ago when I was in college. He was someone who worked from home. He was a programmer and he worked from home Um, and he worked on his boat. Like, he worked from his boat. So, it's like he his dream was to sail around the world and work from wherever and that's probably where I get this from, really. But inspiration-wise, like, people who actually executed, Tim Ferriss and Pat Flynn are two guys that are definitely living it. They're do- totally doing it.
0: Awesome. So, question about the boat, because it's funny. I actually, my last question, which was, what's the big dream? Like oh, that's I was it. doing that. Did you ever – do you know that book, Dove? No,
1: I'm not familiar. <laughs> this,
0: this book I read, probably I was too young to be reading it. But anyways, it's about a guy who sails around the world – And alone. Anyways, it was a cool book. It made me think of that. I was like... Was he okay? Did he make it? Yeah, he made it. (laughs) He made it. He made it. Yeah, I really like... It wasn't one of those horrible movies, like those divers who get left out in the middle of the ocean and then it pretty much ends and you're like, wah, wah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So. So it's like, that's probably like right now, current place and time. This is like, I would like to get a sailboat and I would like to just be able to sail around the world and like just literally move around like that's the ideal like for me this is probably the reason that I refuse to buy a house right now it's because I'm like no I'd rather buy a boat
0: You're like I just want a boat. Okay, I just want a boat. that's awesome. I love Pat Flynn. I love Tim Ferriss. Same thing happened with me reading reading his book, and I lo- love following Pat because he has a family and he's definitely living it. He's not. He doesn't pretend that he works all day long, nope. and he works after his kids often go to school or asleep. He and that's a life, you know, that's kind of what it's about when you're a parent. So I love that, too. Um, So switching back, just one more one more thing I'm going to ask you to leave leave the listeners with is what is one. If you can limit it to one, one piece of advice that you would give someone who's you know just starting out like what do you think the, the the most powerful piece of your whole puzzle has been that maybe someone could start right away super easy like this week
1: okay that's and that's you just said it just do it like just <laughs> do it like that's so cliche but literally just do it like actually take steps like actually do it like i talked to so many people who watch my videos and like read my blog posts and they're so inspired by me but they're so they're stuck like they were that they refuse to take action but they don't they're paralyzed by fear with they don't want to take action they're not sure what they're going to do i will tell you this i've been working on this for like five years you may not become a millionaire tomorrow at your job or your your ideal business but if you do not start doing things right now um even if right now your action step is to like brainstorm what you could do. Like if you are not taking steps every day or most days, or at least like on a weekly basis, I realize like some people who are like working parents, like it's hard to like pin that down. Um, but if you're not actively taking steps right now, you're never going to get there. Like you're never going to do it. So yeah. start right now, do something right now open the blog right now. I would probably start with make a list right now of what you think you should be doing and what you think you could make money at and how you could do it. Make a list first and then break it down into manageable chunks. But And there's a great,
0: there's actually a great, one of your videos talks about that, breaking things down, I feel like. Maybe it's more of like planning a project. Yes, that was the project planning thing, exactly.
1: So yes, I have a project planning video where it's basically like the process for you know and you could use that as a resource but it's definitely not the only thing and the only way but it's basically you know breaking down what is your end goal if your end goal is to work for yourself and like have a successful business you need to like ask the big question what figure out what that end goal is so that you can actually make it there Um, So that you know where you're going. Like, obviously, if I got into the car and I was driving around, and I didn't know where I was going. I could drive around forever and never (laughs) land somewhere. So if I said I'm going to drive to like New Mexico, at least I could pull up my phone and say, Siri, how do I get to New Mexico? And she would just set. you know, I could just drive as she tells me to drive. So the, the point is not to like know exactly and have like, you know, obviously the distance between two points is a straight line. Like if you did know the exact straight and narrow path, like. Yes, you'll get there quicker, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to know. You just have to move into a a forward direction. Like you have to take forward momentum, take a step, take a step, anything, do something. And you will, as long as you keep doing that, you will, you will continue (laughs) on your path and it might take you a while. It could take you like, it could be like me who launched something in a week or you could launch something in a year or it could take you five years or 10 years, but you know, Take it at your own speed, but do something because you're never going to do anything if you don't do something.
0: Yeah, that's a quote. That's a tweetable.
1: <laughs> okay, Ann. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. You're on you know what? TV now? <laughs> yeah, that's a tweetable as I point at the screen. Um, okay. Uh, I think that is a great place to end. I think that's a great place to end. I want to thank you for joining me today this was awesome you're gonna to have to come back i want to know how the next well i'll find out but like i want you to share how the the rest of the the rolling out of your empire building program goes um and, and then the next and the next big thing which is already concocting in my head right now oh my god yeah I mine know. too yeah mine too um dang it new ideas <laughs> all right thanks thanks alexis we'll Thank talk you to you so soon. Much. bye If you'd like to learn more about Alexis, all of the links to her are down in the show notes, but you can always check her out at StrangeCharmed.com and you can look for her on YouTube. Just search for Miss Trenchcoat. If you're interested, especially in productivity tips, learning to do more work in less time, and to have more time and more freedom in your life. She's definitely the one to go to. Plus, if you love Filofaxes, well, my goodness, you're going to love her channel. You can also find her on Instagram. And her name over there is Miss Trenchcoat as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening. I so appreciate it. I appreciate you coming in and sending me questions. And and this Episode I hope opened your eyes to a new way of being able to launch, and even if you don't have a big list, you too can launch. Head over to iTunes if you're not already subscribed, because come on, you don't want to miss another episode of this. Uh, we've got some amazing interviews planned, some amazing episodes coming up soon, and I am so excited to share those with you. Head over to ansamoielove.com forward slash f l s and subscribe over on iTunes, like, review, and I am, I'm, I'm excited. So I hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll talk soon.